So is everybody all right? I'm going to just check the chat. Celeste, it's so nice to see you. So nice to see you. Deborah, hey, my lovely, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm, I'm very happy to be here to support you tonight. Oh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. And I'm seeing a thread of reds everywhere. I've got red down in the bottom. I've got a little bit of red up there and, and some beautiful purple, which is my favorite color, by the way. Um, purple because it's royalty. So MJ, thank you for bringing a little bit of royalty to my session tonight. Okay. And you girls have brought me some spirit, which is fantastic. Okay. So I want to introduce MJ. And MJ is my client. And we have been working together for a few months for now. And she has a heart for a special thing. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to get her to explain what it is. But she is a woman of faith. She is a entrepreneur. She is an author, very special kind of individual. And she really has a heart for young people. So I want to invite MJ to come along and really just share who she is, a little bit about what she does and why, you know, she has connected, of course, with Faithful Females and what it is that we are working on together. So MJ, if you'd like to take the floor. It's like, where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's which is interesting in itself because the, it's going with where I am today. I ordered some lavender and mm. I thought I ordered four plants. When they were arrived, they are four, four plants. Wow. <laughs> Multiplication. So that, <laughs> so that describes my, uh, also my project that uh, I started off as a small project. It's, and now I feel that it's grown bigger and bigger. And uh, I'm trying not to get overwhelmed. So like the lavender, I'm thinking it's a, there's a reason why I ordered 44. So I'm going to plant all of them. Beautiful. So, wow. Which is the same as the, my program. There's a reason why I chose. My project is on um, Save Our Youth. Uh, creating an anti-knife uh, culture mm. and I didn't start off with the wanting to do it on the anti-knife I wanted to do it on something else and then uh, I was told that uh, it's better to do a bigger project and then chunk mm. uh, into smaller steps uh, which is what I have done now my program has got five in save, so S is for sensitivity. Uh, in that module, which is going to have five steps, um, I'm going to be looking at the personal and organizational uh, qualities mm. uh, that hinders communication because the whole idea is how do people communicate with the young adults who are involved in knife crime because it raises a lot of fear. So it's very difficult to work when you are fearful. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at how we can deal with it, with that. And it's also about insensitivity. In order to be sensitive, you need to understand what is actually being communicated to you. Because sometimes what they say is different from how they are behaving. Mm. And then the E is for emotions. And in that module, I'll be looking at the different uh, defense mechanisms uh, young adults use 
so that you don't lose them. You understand what the defense is. For example, I'm sure some of you have noticed when a young adult is in trouble, instead of being remorseful and bowing down, they fluff themselves up and say, so what, so what? Bring it on, bring it on. But underneath all that, there's a fear. So they are trying to protect their vulnerability. So it's looking at uh, all those um, defense mechanisms which she uh, applied. Then the next thing, the ARA is for responsibility. Okay. And one of the things which happens is that uh, they struggle with the responsibility. Mm -hmm. So that module will be addressing all the different aspects of what makes it uh, difficult. But it's also looking at organizations because sometimes how the organization responds to a young adult is a problem. And most of the time, the young adults, they are actually showing the societal problem. Mm. They are carrying it. So it's almost like they become the scapegoat. So it's looking at what makes it difficult for them to take responsibility. And then the, the V is for Victor. Now, one of the common uh, myths is that when a victim, when someone is victimized, they will become perpetrators also. So in this module, we'll be looking at that. And our aim is really to make sure that the, if somebody is victimized, we work with that so that instead of becoming victims, and also creating other victims and becoming perpetrators. They actually work through the pain of that and become victors. Mm. Um, so it's looking at the different ways uh, a young person can go into, whether it's the addiction, whether it's the, uh, repeating the abuse, uh, suicide. So it's looking at all the different routes which they can take and how to then help them take the correct uh, way to go into the correct way of dealing with whatever they've, they've suffered. Because most of the time, I think sometimes people get annoyed when someone is involved in a, for example, a knife crime. And what the newspaper come up with is the background that they suffered this and they suffered that and people become quite impatient about, about that. So it's trying to put things into perspective. Now, the final um, segment is on exclusion. That is the E in save. So it is looking at the impact of exclusion, and it is looking at uh, all the different uh, theories which we will have covered and bringing them together. And, now giving examples of how they play out. So in that module, there will be a lot of uh, vignettes which will be demonstrating what we have talked about. I also cover um, areas like uh, psychiatric because sometimes there are terms which are used which mean something different. For example, there's a term which uh, is used which is called the schizoid, uh, paranoid schizoid position. Mm. What actually it means is that I think we all do it. When you are under a lot of stress, your reaction is 
to separate things into bad and good and also to do that with people. So some people will see them as totally bad and some people is totally good. And then that is described as the paranoid schizoidy position, but it's totally different from somebody who is suffering from paranoia, which is a mental state, mm -hmm. or we suffering from schizophrenia, which is a mental state. But the problem is that when people begin to say to that person, you are being paranoid, they then think that uh, they are going mad. Right. And a lot of people react to the fear of, of going mad. So we will be looking at how uh, to contain that. And the other thing I look at is the, how do people get involved into gangs? Mm. So we'll be looking at the, the attachment. And uh, especially when kids are thrown out of the mainstream schools into special schools, they end up with forming a sort of a club together. Mm. So it's looking at uh, what happens. So when they do that, it becomes very difficult to reclaim them because they get status there. And what they are being reclaimed to is again to going back to being a nobody, which becomes very difficult. So it's also looking at the displacement. Um, you know, for example, um, I can give an example of when you are at work, a boss can downdress the, um, their employee. And because the employee can't give it back for fear of losing their job, they go home and then they have a fight with their wives or a child, take it out on a child which is similar to kicking the cats. Mm. So it's looking at uh, where did that uh, go, come from? So it's all about how do you maintain um, yourself in a state of total helplessness mm. without uh, acting it out or passing it on to someone else. And then we'll also be looking at education and uh, how can our schools keep the children within the mainstream because at the moment when the young adults do something, they are expelled from that school and put into special schools where the education there is not as good as mainstream education. And most of them, they end up giving up. And the problem of children going into special schools is that they feel that they are accepted there. So there's a fear of going back to the mainstream. So that module will be looking at uh, things like that. Really, really powerful. Wow, I, I, I don't even know where to start with that at MJ because, you know, it's a lot of the times, of course, when we are creating our expert signature systems or our solutions, you know, that, you know, a lot of the times I work with coaches who work in say life coaching or business arenas, health and so forth. But you've chosen a completely different, you know, angle on where you want to serve. And I love the fact that, you know, you're, you've actually called your system, you know, serve our youth. It's, it's, it says it all in the name. And, you know, you've, you've shared some really powerful things and, you know, let us know firstly, of course, who is your ideal client? Who are you going to be, you know, serving your, your expert signature system to? I'm looking at uh, working with the therapists because a lot of these kids are sent into therapy. 
And then they, I'll be looking at the uh, teachers because most of them, they are picked up in school. Sure. And they, so it will be important for me to work with the teachers and look at how they can support the young adults mm. in school rather than move them somewhere else. And I'm looking at working with social services because once a kid has been involved in knife culture, mm -hmm. they are referred to social services. So it's working with the social workers. And one of the things I've come to understand is that a lot of young people react better with the youth workers. Mm -hmm. So I would like to work with the, also with youth workers so that they understand some of the dynamics which take place and they don't end up caught up in, in it. Mm. And of course the police are also a good to, group to work with. Brilliant. And at the moment, which is why it's taking me such a long time and yeah, having yeah. to think it because uh, as a black woman, I also have my own history with the police. Right. right. So it's trying to figure out how to work with people you don't trust mm. and that's a big so, thing isn't it a, a big thing and a big bridge of course that needs to be built you know and I fully fully understand exactly what you're what you're saying there MJ um and and you're describing just to sort of say you're describing a lot of public sector services and of course I come from that background so I fully identify with what you're saying there and have been in a situation where you know I have been the only black woman you, you touched on it so we'll, we'll kind of take it down that road and how difficult it is for you to stand out um, and stand up and be strong in communicating your cause and that can bring up quite a lot of challenges right for you to actually get your your mission your vision for what you're doing moving in the right direction and you know sometimes when people come into business uh, let's just take it back and, and align it to what we're talking about when people come into business and they think that actually it's a microwave thing it's going to happen overnight actually it takes quite a lot of work and this is what you're saying you're saying that you know you know that you need to, to put the groundwork in in the beginning to reap the longevity and the, and the results that you're looking to achieve because it isn't just about a one-hit wonder you're looking to make generational changes that's what I'm hearing here MJ is that right mm -hmm. And yes. that's a lot, doesn't it? It is uh, quite a lot, but some of it for me, it's a bit easier in that uh, my background is uh, psychotherapy. Yes. And, uh, I think I can safely say that uh, growing up, I was a difficult child <laughs> in that, uh, <laughs> in my family, that's how they tend to describe me. Okay. But I describe myself as misunderstood. Right, okay. So I'm really good uh, working with the difficult people mm. because I understand their feeling of misunderstood. Yes. And yes. all through my, because I'm also a psychiatric nurse. Mm. So all through my work, I used to work with only challenging people. Okay. And sometimes even the way people were referred to me is, oh, he hit so and so sent him to MJ. <laughs> like, am I the one with the uh, bulletproof or what? They know but you can handle it. The way I talk to them. Mm. People mm. also, because I also worked in a therapeutic community, right. where giving therapy with the more than 29 people. Brilliant, brilliant. And people always wondered how I can talk, because when I talk, I talk really 
quite directly. Yes, yes. And I could say things which are difficult, mm. but when I say them, I get away with it. Okay. When someone else says exactly what I've said, they will be in trouble for that. A bit of a backlash. So, yes, so which is why I've always wanted to work with the people who are deemed to be difficult people. Sure. And I've worked out that when you really treat them well, mm. you will get the, uh, their potential. And you've said something really quite key there is when you treat them well. OK, and I was going to kind of thinking about what what is your unique selling point in this? Because I do know how difficult it is to maybe get into public sector services with something fresh and something new that they may potentially reject because it doesn't it's not doesn't fit in with their the way they, their business model is and how they do business. So, you know, what is it that you're going to be using to pull you forward to actually enter into that market? Because what you're doing um, with this particular expert signature system is you're changing culture. You're changing the norm of how people work. And that's what I believe you desire to do with this, right? Um, with the serve our youth better. So what would you say is your unique selling point? Have you got to that point of pinpointing that? I haven't arrived there yet. Okay. But the, the, the thing I know is why I think it's so unique. Yes. <laughs> mainly because I've taken a lot of time to to think it through mm. so there is a side of me which is highly professional yeah so i understand all the concepts i'm talking about Brilliant. but there's also the experience mm -hmm. uh, because it's not only um experience of my work but sure. also within my family because the, as you know my grandson was stabbed quite recently also yes yes so i do have and at the moment i'm in a good position because the, I'm having to deal with uh, what happened to my grandson because it was quite a serious thing. Yes, it was. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I am now in the middle of seeing how they deal with it and I can see where they need to improve. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that uh, this is where I'm going to start introducing uh, because at the moment I'm involved with the, the local MP, I'm involved with the police, I'm involved with social services. Okay. And some of the things I'm not going in the line of, okay, you are stabbed and the boy needs to go into prison hmm. for it. It's, it's not a punitive thing. We need to look more mm -hmm. um, what this is about really, rather than just doing that. So it's about so, the root cause, isn't it? It's about going to the root cause of the matter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of the people who get involved in a knife crime actually they are very naive. They are not streetwise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's vulnerability. Is it's it's really the word vulnerability. Would you agree? Yes. That's the reason why. Yeah. Yes. It's a huge subject. You know, very very huge subject. And, you know, thank you really for stepping out. And, and I know that we have a lot of synergy with regards to the other part of the work that I do, not, not sort of the business coaching side, but of course the restorative practice side. And that's really what I think is a missing link 
in a lot of these um, public sector services where they have the mentality to let's just lock them up and maybe throw away the key. What about rehabilitation? What about trying to find out the reasons what was going on for that child? And that's where that therapeutic and psychotherapy, you know, therapy aspect of what you're doing plays a vital part because we're looking at the what happened, why it happened, and, you know, what can we do to actually repair the harm and put it right. So I, I love it. I love what you're doing with your expert signature system. I know you've been working on it for, you know, quite a few months now, and you're near enough ready to bring a part of it out to market, right? So how does that feel? Tell, you know, tell us how does that feel to be at that point where you're ready to bring it to market? I think, he, as you know, we were working on the, on the system itself and breaking it into modules and then into steps. Yes. It, that was the hard work. Uh, and I was very excited when I got to, to the end of it. Mm. But at the moment, I think I'm a mixture of excitement because I can see how it's going to work and I really like it. And, uh, but uh, with it also, I'm a bit uh, nervous because mm. I know how big it's going to be. Yes. And, I also know that I have the disadvantage of being a, uh, a black person Ooh. and the struggle, of, the struggle of actually being seen as somebody who knows what they are talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's really tough and I've seen it in terms of my own experience. Yes. So, yeah. So that's, that's it. I think it's also about being courageous enough. You have to be. And that's what I was going to say. You know, you have to be courageous. Um, and, you know, I use a coaching method called the Courageous Coaching Method, in fact. And that's really what it is. It's about you stepping out in faith, knowing that you've got the force behind us and everything to back up the vision that you have to change society. And I'm just going to kind of step into the comments now because um, we've got... We've got Deborah, she's saying, yes. Beatrice is saying, this is very powerful information, MJ. Regarding your customers, she thinks churches, of course, would be interested in youth development. So there's another avenue for you, MJ, to consider as a potential source. Thank you for that, Beatrice. Um, and again, Deborah saying that her selling point involves reaching the misunderstood or valuing the misunderstood and hoping that helps. Um, Deborah saying you have no color. Absolutely. Would you like to come on and talk a little bit more about that, Deborah? I think it would be lovely for her to hear from you. If you're still there with us. Yes, yes. I'm, still, I'm still here. I'm very much here. Thank and there are two things I'd like to simply raise. I love what the work that she's doing. It has always been a mystery to me um, why Black people in the UK, I'll call them Black people in the UK. Yes. Find themselves in the difficulties that they do mm. at the moment because I'm from the Caribbean. I grew up there. I didn't have those challenges, and that's probably why I'm finding it's a bit of a mystery. Right. But I also worked in the criminal justice system for 12 years as a lawyer, and whenever there were um, young black boys who came to court, they always came with no representation whatsoever. Whether it was from a father, a lawyer, or anything, you had to get the judicial solicitor to represent them. And they always had this attitude. So while she was speaking, while she was speaking, I was like, oh yes, you are so right. Mm -hmm. And it's their vulnerability. You can see that they're backed into a corner and yet they want to act as if, well, yeah, yeah, so, 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 uh, uh, uh. and I'm like, 
calm down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm the prosecutor and I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to telepathically tell them to calm down. Yeah. Your situation is already terrible. You have no one to represent you. You have no parent, no brother, no sister, no father to be here with you. Just, just um, try to just be apologetic and, 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 and help the law help you. But they always had this chip on their shoulder. Mm. Whereas a white chap would come in, he's done something terrible, but his granny would come in with him yeah. and say a word about him. And she would describe him when he was a five-year-old. He's a he's a twenty, he's a twenty-year-old now or seventeen-year-old now. But she would describe how wonderful he was when he was a five-year-old, mm. and he was always so kind and good and and generous and loving, you know. But that was when he was five years old. But when you look at his record right now, you see it's as long as my arm. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, you, you, you're doing a marvelous job. The society needs it. I just keep shaking my head because I honestly cannot understand what, but I can identify yeah. everything that you have said, everything that you've raised has been really true triggers that need to be addressed. Awesome. That, thank, thank you, Deborah. That, that's really encouraging. Wouldn't you agree, MJ? really really encouraging that you know that what you are doing is on the right track but also the urgency of the need for this type of thing and Deborah I didn't realize that you were in you know the CPS and literally on on the on the uh, the bench in fact which is fantastic you know um we need to have an offline conversation <laughs> uh because there's some things I wanted to be getting in the crown for some time but you know I think it's wonderful and anything that we can do to support your vision your mission MJ marketing pulling you forward word um Beatrice you've given a fantastic idea share a little bit more about that from your perspective how you think she could link with churches you've mentioned here and youth services do you want to say a little bit about how that can work for MJ thank you for the opportunity to um to add my voice to what she said that is a session on its own I have learned so much um with with what you've just described and what you've said, especially with this program, it is a program indeed, like desperately indeed. So in the meantime, whilst you're typing, uh, I want to just welcome Michelle um, up to, the, to the actual live as well. Thank you for being here, my lovely. Um, Deborah's also added a comment for you, MJ, which was also remember that you are a child of the king and God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind so what you want to do is you want to walk out there all right celeste celeste whilst beatrice is setting herself up let's hear from you my darling how are you doing i'm wonderful it was interesting i really enjoyed listening to you know your spill on what you're trying to do um i'm on the whole other spectrum or scale you're with the older students and i'm really um work with zero to five mm-hmm. but um interested that you were just talking about you know the different personalities and um just pretty much at risk youth but I also think that um what will help because what I see is zero through five it, it is a important um stage because you know it's molding the child's brain and teaching them how to socialize and also you know just work with others and we also identify any special needs that the children may have because I am an education and disability specialist. Right. However, I also found it very important to get the parents involved or, or whoever the child may um, live with or big brother, whoever, you know, that they may mm-hmm. live with on regular to get them involved in that 
plan or whatever type of technique or strategy that you may have for the um, child? Because I don't know if you're trying to do a program or are you a training or um, something that's going to be ongoing with these children? Um, I, I wasn't really clear. I didn't really hear exactly what you were trying to, your angle with that. Now, that you had a broad um, vision, however, you had different steps in between. So um, all of the- just to, answer, just to answer that for you, Celeste, she's targeting the professionals who work with youth. So okay. it's educating the professionals with to her to, to her methodology that she's creating. Okay. But I think so, the point of the parents, I have thought about that, but I decided that let me first of all, get this going with the professionals and then I'll go to the parents because the, particularly with the parents, when a child is in trouble, what tends to happen is that the parents then disown the child, which then makes it even more complicated. When in that moment, that is the moment when they need to be with the child. I think that's what Deborah, you were talking about also, that it is the time for them to come close to the child so that the child has a sense of belonging. He belongs somewhere. Yes. But if he's rejected, then he has to find somewhere else to belong. And the problem is that gangs will be welcoming him. Mm -hmm. It's all about the attachment, isn't it? It's really yeah. an association of attachment. So it's very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I'm aware of what's going on and showing them how they can support their children also. Mm. Yes. I think they're a very vital component to the re restoration part of it and supporting that young child to feel not like an outcast. Um, and I think, you know, fusing those two things eventually, of course, when you get there, MJ, is, is another arm of how you can, let's talk about this from a business perspective on how you can get that message out there, but also reach at the heart of the matter, because really and truly what's under attack is the family home. When you think yeah. about it from a spiritual perspective, the thing that is under attack is that family home. So if you can get in there with the arm of serving your youth, with also the ability to maybe bring a bit more unity, bringing in the restorative aspect of it, you know, and the collaboration with working with the different professionals, that's going to be a big challenge in, on its own, but it is doable because I've seen it happen. I've, I've been experiencing that myself. So you can do this, but again, it's just keeping it simple, one step at a time. So, you know, we've got to get collaboration. We've got to get partners on board with what it is that you are doing. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on tonight because you were unconventional. It's not the type of thing that we are seeing happening online right now. At the moment, everyone's talking about six figures and seven figures and eight figures, but we're not really hearing the real work that needs to go on on a grassroots level and that's what you're bringing to the table and and that's why I love it so much because it is very much where where my heart is as well all right bringing real life solutions to people's problems and yes as a side you know the finance will come God will supply all your needs he said according to his riches in glory but it's not what we're chasing we're chasing the outcome of the youth and the children and then of course services all working together to actually bring a better outcome so it's fantastic really really is fantastic i'm gonna pull michelle in michelle hey how are you my lovely are you there my darling and the bitches we're gonna come back to you because i think you've sorted your sound out but i want to hear a little bit from michelle say hi how you doing 
Hi, Nettie. Hi, ladies. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Can you hear me? We can, can hear you. hear me well? Yes, it's, it's okay so far. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say hi. Um, it's Ramadan, so I've just not <laughs> broke my fast, so excuse me. No problem. I saw that you were on, and I thought, oh, let me listen. Um, and um, but yeah, this very interesting conversation. Mm. Um, very close to my heart, also. Um, and I also would like to sort of, um, because I work with children, mm. but younger children in primary. Okay. But I would also like to do something with the children. Um before they get to that stage because yeah. um, I can see it you know you work in working in schools mm. um, I know Sister Cheryl Phoenix calls it like the, the prison to pipeline yeah and you can already see it sort of manifesting so I think it's good if we can do something while they're young and um, try and get them when they're young and help them you know with their emotional intelligence and their just their anger management and all those things so that's very much at my heart, but I'm just kind of listening to you sisters at the moment. Okay. You know, thank you so much. It's amazing, isn't it? How <clears throat> synergistically the people that have come on tonight ha are connected to the same sort of thing, you know, children at the heart of it all, wanting to serve our youth so that they become, you know, great citizens as they get older. Because when you think about it, if we don't catch them in the cradle, God knows what's going to happen in 10 years, 20 years time. So it's a really important thing to really try and capture them now and really keep their minds focused on what it's meant to be, which is um, creating better lives for themselves, but also coming from a perspective of not extinction, but on evolution okay because at the moment you know when you've got you think about gangs we all know about this they're all killing each other there's a lot of infighting going on right now but that's only because of what's going on around them the environment what they're seeing what they're hearing what they're consuming and their eyes aren't on anything higher or bigger than themselves and that's the, the barriers that need to be broken down as well as people need to start valuing life a little bit more you know um so there's many ways that we can do that and of course with mj's signature system serve our youth is one tool that she's going to be using to change huge amounts of lives across the UK and you know what we'll also do with you is help you to make it into multi streams of income by practicing it digitally that's the way that we do that so that that message can go across to the waters Celeste can pick it up over there run with it, it can be a online project there's so many ways that we can actually create great streams of impact which will also bring income at the same time and the reason why i think it's important to talk about this because they saying i've got a system but when you see the ways that you can utilize it and the the way that it can change lives it will help you to think about actually have i got my sorted out have i got my system sorted out if not maybe it's time to do that okay so beatrice anything from you are you sorted out with your audio to talk to us about your ideas around getting into the user yeah. and so forth yeah, I had to log in with the phone. I hope you can hear me. Can you? Yes, yes. we can. Lovely. Lovely. Yes. So with regards to the churches, um, I've worked with somebody who did that kind of project some years back. And she was a she's a teacher or she was a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't do it from the perspective of being a, um, a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, mm -hmm. but she had that perspective. And then it was the churches that was funding the program 
where she would go into the colleges and do like um, and, and pick some of the difficult, the so-called difficult uh, young people and then just coach them. Mm. And most of those children, you know, um, the, the time I met her, there was, it was a graduation where she, she lined up these young people and it was so beautiful to see that children who would have been in prison by now but for the intervention, they are, some of them are working in Fortune 500 and all kind of uh, BBC, um, yeah, Facebook, and it, it's just amazing to see. So when I was just listening to MJ, you know, my heart was kind of pumping. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> because it's, it's, um, it's incredible why in Africa or in the Caribbeans, we don't have that. And then we get to the UK and the children are killing each other. It's just ridiculous. And of course, hearing what she's saying just makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. because these emotions are bottled up. Parents perhaps are not home. We are busy working to get money to back to our own countries and build homes that we perhaps will not live in. And then, then the children are left on their own. So I think the churches would be a pivotal area as well in terms of um, sponsoring some of the people that she wants to train. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. That's really awesome. And MJ, I'm sure you probably didn't think about, you know, that as an extension of the work that you could potentially do. So yeah. is that right? Or did you have that in mind? No, I didn't have the church in mind. Yeah, yeah. I think they will be quite instrumental in pulling forward that arm for you, you know, especially working with the, the young people's teams and, of course, other organisations out there that are faith-based as well. There's quite a lot of them that you could connect to with regards to this. So I'm really excited for you um, to bring this forward and... You know, when it's ready, we're going to put a beautiful picture up in, in, the, in the group so people can actually connect with it and see what it looks like, really, as far as the system is concerned. And if, as I say, you know, we're here collaboratively. So there's a few people that have spoken today who are on the same ground as you, as in UK ground, that you can potentially connect to because um, it's all about collaboration. It's all about sisters up leveling and, up and helping each other to get to the next level. So if you really, um, you know, really felt a heart towards what MJ was saying, then just reach out to her on Facebook or vice versa, make connections and see where we can actually take this. All right. So fantastic. Thank you. It's now uh, nine o'clock. Any questions? I'm happy to stay on. We've got Celeste raising her hands. Yay. Um, we've got Deborah saying, yes, we can, which is fantastic. And, you know, what questions do you have, you know, either about what MJ has spoken about or anything else to do with your businesses that you are running right now? Anything from anybody? Um, I'd like to ask a question in relation to mediation because all businesses may have an issue with a client every now and then. Yeah. So, how do you go about finding the best mediation or dispute resolution um, for your business and for your clients? Should they wish to complain? Should they wish to complain? So, is this for you personally? So, they're complaining against you in your business, or there is just an issue that needs a mediation or, um, you know, some type of resolution? Is this what you mean? They would like to complain about the business or the service which okay. they have. Okay. So, in my practice, what I tend to do is I pull in on my restorative approaches skills. I have also um, 
a complaints policy. So I run my business like it's a corporation anyway, even though it's just, you know, an online business. So I say to them that they can email us in. They have an opportunity for us to respond to their complaints or satisfaction, dissatisfaction levels within sort of 24 to 48 hours. And then, of course, if say, for example, you were the person that was the they were complaining about, you know, you need to make sure that you've got somebody else within your business or an external party that you can use to handle those types of complaints for you, just in case it, it's quite a sensitive one and they cannot go directly to you. If it's something to do with a maybe a system or a process, then, of course, they can direct that complaint specifically to you but if that complaint you know involves something of a different nature that's more sensitive that's more maybe them feeling dissatisfied because of how they've been treated then it would might need to have an external person handle that complaint so you need to have that process set up within your business does that make sense Deborah? Yes, it does. But how do you choose an external party? How do are there external websites or people who offer those? There yeah, there are. There is a lot of freelance people out there who do mediation. I run a service, which is a restorative practice service under my other business called Wellsprings. And we deal a lot, particularly it's around crime, harm or conflict. You know, I'm a trained mediator myself as well. And I train um, practitioners to become restorative practitioners. So what this means is that we could take that specific complaint, but we don't look at it from the perspective of a complaint. We might look at it from the perspective of the harm that's been caused in that scenario and then look at how we can help you to create a positive way forward. So it's kind of a win-win situation, but moves the position for example you know in a mediation it's almost like a he said and she said type scenario but in a restorative practice approach it's more about let's see how we can look at the harm that's been caused to everybody within that situation but there are services out there depending on the type of thing that you are looking for thank you that that does help thank you you're welcome you're welcome any other questions Okay, so I'm assuming everybody's up and running with their businesses and they're doing well or their ideas if you haven't started. I mean, I don't know where everybody is. I know where MJ is at the moment, obviously, because she's a direct client of mine, but I don't quite know where, you know, Celeste, um, Michelle and Deborah is at this moment in time. But if there is anything else that you need, feel free to DM me connect with me if you want to jump on a one-to-one -one call you can do so by going into my diary and MJ you're saying that's uh, great feedback so you've got a lot of nuggets to take away with you and I've really enjoyed you know this hot seat session tonight and I've enjoyed listening to all of you your ideas and your thoughts around the subject of knife crime and how you know you all are actually working within the niches that um, are MJ's ideal clients, <laughs> funnily enough, right? So that's really, really fantastic. So um, I wanted to say something which had nothing to do with anything to Deborah. You know, uh, you mentioned about the family breakdown and I liked the, the example you were giving of the grandmother stepping into you to help. Yeah. I've written a poem on the, the role of a grandmother which is Ooh. something like 5,000, I can't remember, 5,000 something words, and it, it is published. Wow. And it 
play the role of uh, the grandmother and how that role has been destroyed and social services have taken over is the grandmother of the yeah. family. Interesting. Where, very can interesting. Huh? Where can we find this? Uh, it, <laughs> it was written by accident. Okay, so is it published uh, online? Can we get it? Ah, yes, okay. Uh, beautiful. So tell us the title. So it's but a- my grandchildren, they tell me that uh, it's not your book. You only <laughs> wrote a chapter. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, so what's the title? We didn't quite capture that title. Give me uh, Exploring Depth, Psychology and the Female Self. I love it. I love it. All right. So what we'll do is we write that into the comments, uh, MJ. And is there a link that we can get that? Is it on Amazon or... I'm sure it's on the Amazon. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'll go away and have a little look for that. Celeste saying she might have questions at a later time. And and you're spot on when you say, you know, social services has taken on that role of the church, the community and the family, because ultimately, you know, issues and concerns were dealt with in the community, weren't they? Historically. So they've taken the role. Well, yes, they've stepped in, but they are making a mess of it. Well, (laughs) <laughs> what my, my book uh, my poem is about how much of a mess right right making of it yeah we I'd love to read that personally I'd love to read that so I'm going to be over to Amazon and order myself a copy brilliant all right so if there is nothing else I am gonna say good night god bless and thank you guys for coming on for Tuesday tuition and thank you MJ for being our hot seat guest for tonight and if any of those ladies want to have the hot seat place then just drop me a dm or I might reach out to you to, to give you the opportunity to sit in that hot seat to tell us a little bit about your business what you're doing and how you are using you know your processes systems or product to impact lives where you are so thank you all take care and have a fantastic thank night. you you're very welcome take care bye-bye bye